no people in the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Everybody, welcome, welcome. It is Friday, January 28th, 2022. Welcome to Raging Chickens Out the Coop Podcast. Yes, this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Sean Kitchen, about the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. I want to remind you, you can help support the show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. You can head on over to patreon.com slash RC Press and become a patron for those, you know, price of good beer once a month. Not bad. And you can also help out the show that won't cost you a penny by heading over to our YouTube channel. If you're not there already, smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, hit that notification bell so you know every time we go live and share it with your friends, share it out to your social media, let everybody know the show's going on. Thank you. Thank you. On today's show, I'll just let you know ahead of time, I'm a little kind of like down in the dumps a little bit this morning, I gotta say. Um, uh, we can talk about this a little bit. Hey, Shireen. Hey, Amy. Welcome. Good morning. Um, but just so, just so you know, just so you're aware of that ahead of time, just letting you know. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna try to be a big downer today, but I'm just saying. This week's show, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardor- uh, Cardona made it clear this week that the uh, Biden administration does not see canceling student loan debt as a priority. Instead, the Dems in power are turning to their old game of means testing and targeted loan relief. In his speech on Thursday, he didn't even mention Biden's promise to forgive $10,000 for every student carrying federal student debt. Yep, that's right. And a new peer-reviewed study, scientists found out they believe they finally figured out the large methane releases in cities. Yeah, see, there was like, you know, they were trying to account for all the methane releases. And obviously, most of it comes from natural gas pipelines and things like this. But they were getting this weird kind of excess methane coming out of cities. Well, they figured it out. Guess where it's coming from? It turns out gas stoves release a significant amount of methane even when they are off. Scientists found that nearly three quarters of the methane leaking from stoves came from when they were not running. The study projected that methane emissions from stoves are about the same as the CO2 released by 500,000 gas-powered cars in a year. Guess I'm switching to electric. No more cooking with gas. (laughs) The whole expression just doesn't mean anything anymore now, does it? Anyways, and the book banning continues. Yeah, that's right. This week... McKinn County School Board in Tennessee banned the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel Mouse from its schools. Board members said the book contained inappropriate language and the pearl-clutching depictions of a nude mouse. (laughs) Because in the book, Holocaust victims and Jews are depicted as mice. Yes, this was too much for the school board. Yeah, because that nude mouse in the concentration camp was too much. They didn't care about the concentration. It was the other thing. Mouse creator Art Spiegelman called the decision simply Orwellian. And Spotify is standing in Joe Rogan's corner after Neil Young said that he would pull all of his music from the site if they continued to platform the coronavirus misinformation podcaster. 
Young issued the ultimatum after more than 1,000 doctors sounded, signed a petition calling on Spotify to crack down on COVID misinformation being spread on its site. By midweek, Neil Young had pulled his music, and Young said that he and his partners are losing 60% of their streaming income, but it was worth the hit to preserve, quote, our integrity and our beliefs. Misinformation about COVID is over the line, unquote. But Joe Rogan keeps his platform. Suck on that ivermectin, buddy. Today's PA Focus this morning, a few hours before Biden was scheduled to speak in Pittsburgh about infrastructure. Almost on cue, God said, I need to give you a sign, people. Yeah, that's right. A bridge collapsed at the Point Breeze neighborhood of the Steel City. People in the area tweeted pictures from three years ago of the bridge's completely rusted through beam supports. No one was killed, luckily, but several people were injured as several cars and a bus were on the bridge when it went down. Will Joe Manchin still refuse to support Build Back Better? I don't know. Rumor has it, uh, uh, well, I should say reporting has it, that uh, Fetterman is on the scene this morning, too. And the map wars continue. Looks like the Commonwealth Court will end up picking a map from several maps submitted by a variety of groups, and that will set up the second time in a row that the PA Supreme Court will likely be picking the maps all over again because we have a completely freaking dysfunctional Commonwealth. That's why. And the Commonwealth Court struck down Act 77 and no-excuse mail-in voting. Just refer to the comment I just made in the last note. That's right. Governor Wolf is expected to file an immediate appeal to Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which will put a stay on the decision. It's just another example of how the conservative-led court is hostile to voting rights. And a new report says that Pennsylvania is the cyber charter capital of the nation. Yes, that's right, everybody. And I'll just read you this little blip from the Pennsylvania Inquirer, or Philadelphia Inquirer. Quote, Pennsylvania is the cyber charter capital of the nation, the report released Thursday by the PA Charter Performance Center said. It describes Pennsylvania as standing apart, not just for its large number of students attending its 14 cyber charters, 61,000 in 21, or 2021, up from 38,000 the year before, but also for insufficient oversight and funding provisions that haven't been updated since the virtual schools were first permitted in 2002. Yay, PA! <laughs> And if that's not enough for you, hey, you might have got to take a long drag on whatever you're smoking right now. You're not going to believe this one. That's right. Monarchists, I am not lying. Monarchists were successful in getting a Harrisburg woman fired from her job because she has been talking about the royal family's racism on Twitter. <laughs> I kid you not. Wait till you hear Sean break this down for you. It's freaking insane. Insane. Oh, my God. In today's last call, we got a little bit of space news for you. SpaceX rocket booster launched in 2015 is on a collision course with the moon. <laughs> yes. After nearly seven years in some kind of chaotic orbit. Yes, the 4.4 ton spent booster is expected to crash into the far side of the moon sometime on March 4th. It was a Falcon booster carried a climate observation satellite about 930,000 miles away from Earth. Yep. And, of course, they had no plan to what to do with the spent booster, so it's just been floating around out there. Great. Another potentially kind of like, you know, I needed distraction news. The new season of Ozark is out. The show is really awesome. 
the show that show is really freaking awesome sean is responsible for getting me involved in that and i am so glad he did freaking love it new season it's out and i'm almost through the first season of foundation um i'll tell you a little bit about that i'm still kind of not sure where i'm coming down on that show um we shall see and here in southeast pennsylvania i'm just waiting to see how much snow we're going to get from this nice little nor'easter heading our way the bomb cyclone is uh no in some places they're going to get maybe a couple feet of snow up by boston uh maybe as much as 10 maybe upwards of 18 inches on the jersey shore uh, when I was just right before we started recording this morning, I already got about, I don't know, about three quarters of an inch maybe outside here. And that's just from that first blast. This is not the nor'easter yet, so we shall see. Who knows? For more PA Progressive Talk, tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your stream stuff. He'll be there. Make sure you subscribe to his daily podcast wherever you get your podcast, And head on over to thericksmithshow.com for all the latest across all his platforms. And if you haven't already, you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast. You can find it on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast. Rock the house. And you know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And for all you gamers out there, you got to check out The Game In. That's with two N's. The Game In is a Quakertown-based, black family-owned gaming store. Friends of the show, and they've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, and loads of collectibles, action figures, and Funko Pops. And kids get discounts with every A in the report card. Check them out on their Facebook page. Follow them on Twitter at, at The Game In. Got a question about a game, look for something hard to get, shoot a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. And a special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at at Song of Day Man. Again, that's with two N's. That's at Song of Day Man on Twitter. And everybody, look, we want progressive future. We need progressive media. Support Pull No Punches, homegrown progressive media today. Become a patron of Raging Chicken for as little as five bucks a month. Just go to patreon.com slash rcpress. We're here for the fight and we need you. Become a patron for the price of a good beer once a month. Help keep the media in the movement, the movement in the media. Become a patron for as little as five bucks a month by going to patreon.com slash rcpress today. Well, Sean Van, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Um, had a pretty good week. How are you? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was my first week back to campus. Uh, you know, uh, the campus that is ruled by uh, COVID Ken. Uh, of course, uh, President Ken Hawkinson has got COVID for the second time in as many years. Um, are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did he get vaccinated? Or is he just yeah, no, like... he got his vaccine. He said he's been his vaccinated boosters, But, you know, he got COVID last year, right around this time. You know, all that kind of holiday frock, you know, frolicking, you know, and uh, sleigh rides and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so this year he got it again. So uh, there you have it. <laughs> so, you know, going back to campus, kind of masking up, teaching my classes, uh, you know, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm, I'm more focused on, uh, on what I'm doing specifically in my classes this year um, than a lot of the other nonsense that's been going on so because, I don't know, I gave up. So uh, I'm just focused on my classes. <laughs> and that's been a good choice so far. My students are great. Don't I mean, look I, up. Yeah, just... yeah, no, I'm just going to. Just gonna focus on. The, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm teaching all my classes just on punctuation. That's it. <laughs> no, you know, life no. is good when you have your head in the sand. It's. 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 It's very lovely. I, I, I am telling <laughs> it's you, it's very lovely down here. I, you know, I'm telling you, it's like. Uh, 
it, it, I'm overstating the case. It's like, but you know, it's. I mean, I, I, look, my classes went really well, you know, but it just, uh, just kind of getting back into, it. you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's every time going back to, you know, going back to my job is there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, not. I don't want to say hate, but kind of love and then slash depression at the same time because it's like, you know, I do love um, classroom teaching. I do love working with the students, but. Um, you know, you're just constantly reminded every single day of um, what could have been possible if you had an administration that was, uh, you know, I don't know, would want to kind of work with faculty and would actually was invested in serious education as opposed to just freaking PR gambits. Um, so whatever, you know, and you do what you can do. That's all I got to say. You do what you can do. So. Um, so yeah, but there's that. But I'm happy today. Today I am happy because it is snowing out and I love the snow. And I'm hoping that we're going to get they're saying maybe where I'm at, we might get, uh, I mean, any like between four and eight inches, we shall see. I'm going to believe it when I see it. But right now it's snowing a little bit. So it would be a little bit good mood. So that's what I got. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be getting any snow this time around. Yeah, you probably won't get um, anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, just we're just going to have the heavy wind tomorrow. So kind of uh, bummed out about that. You know, I get excited. I don't, have, I don't have a car or anything to worry about when it snows. So I really enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Don't have to worry about doing shit, pretty much, um, which is always nice. Yeah, so. I mean, so it's pretty much you, you, just, you, just, you just keep up your normal like routine then. <laughs> but I mean, I shovel sidewalk and uh, go out with my camera and you know have some fun with it. Um, I will say one thing that's happened this past week: the river has completely jammed up with ice oh. uh in harrisburg is it all um, like the broken ice and all that kind of stuff yeah from like end to end so like in the susquehanna river in, in harrisburg is like a mile wide um so from like the dam uh there's a small dam underneath 83 or 81 uh underneath 83 and it's backed all the way up for like a few miles going up towards like the rockville bridge yeah and i mean the last time it happened was like four years ago. Um, it got so thick on parts of like the river where you can actually like walk out on the river and see the bed, the river bed, like that's how thick the ice was. Wow. Yeah. But um, obviously not recommend doing that around the city because of how like the channels are all set up, but it's like all that like ice is just like pushed and cracked and just moving around, reshifting and shaping. Like, so it's 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 cool thing to say. Can, can you hear it from your like? Does it make noise? No, but next uh, week we're gonna have a few days in a row where it's gonna be like 50, 55 degrees uh, and so like it rain. Might, it might start picking up. I think uh, I think it's gonna break apart next week uh, during those days, and that'll be fun to see. Yeah, I remember there was a time when I was out there when um, like several years ago now, but when there was uh, when it was after a particular bad freeze and it had been cold for a long, long period of time. And then it was starting to break up in the spring and it was all these huge ice jams. And I, I was walking, I think I was going down like the Abscuff office or something like this, or if I remember right. And it was just, you could hear the ice just like grinding on the yeah, concrete and stuff like that. Cool sounds and stuff. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to going out and getting that stuff. Uh, it's definitely like big enough where the chunks are going to be like five, six, seven inches thick. So the shit's just going to be pushing out. I mean, well, that's how the bridge collapsed uh, in Harrisburg 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So on the other side of that, you know, the walking bridge, you get photos of yeah, on yeah, the other yeah. side. There's that. Um, there's a couple 
in the middle, there's like two things in the middle trusses that were taken out by an ice jam. Oh, we were like ice that. jammed up and just like took it out. And then like there was there was also like a fire happening, and the ice jams were so bad and pushed down the road like no one could get to the house uh, that was on fire because there's just like chunks of ice oh my god it's like sounds, icebergs like fucking blocking i gotta say it sounds like the, the freaking road. apocalypse there yeah, was a no, fire was like, in them but the ice was in the way of the fire and like, it was like ah, cats and dogs were raining down i know oh, like crazy. the guy was like watching his house burn from oh, the, man, like, the bridge awesome. yeah uh but no i mean like shit gets weird uh once like the ice backs up like this yeah so ah, uh, crazy well, you know, uh, you know, I just put a few in things uh, like for uh, the show at the top of the show, at least is like, uh, I, you know, I, this is kind of some of the stuff that was just making me like just shake my head. I'm like, I, I just I, 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 I almost want to I just almost want to just stop paying attention. Right. You know, in some ways. And I and I, I, I never can. Right. Just not my personality. I just always have to kind of I'll dig back in and just make myself like sadder. But, you know, you look at it just things this week is like, you know, the fact that you've got the secretary of education come out with the same kind of nonsense about, you know, hey, we're going to have these targeted, you know, targeted programs that we're going to reach out to specific individuals that might need some help. And we know what happens with that stuff. Right. I mean, it just doesn't work. Right. It's it's only the people who have like the means and the resources and the time end up getting any help from that kind of nonsense. And so, you know, Biden, who ran on ran on the, you know, the idea of forgiving ten thousand uh, dollars in student loan debt. Right. There's still some some supposedly some report out there that they came they came to and then they're just not doing anything about it. And then, you know, even when asked about it, they just kind of like, oh, we're going to target the relief. We think that's a way to go. We're going to look at ways of reducing costs. It's all just a bunch of bullshit. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So I hope you weren't no, counting on that 10 and grand. Like, it's, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, it shows that, like, I guess we shouldn't be surprised um, about this. I mean, David Dang was talking about this since, yeah. like, literally day one of the Biden and, like, how they were using uh, stuff written by Scalia's son, written in the Department of Ed, like, these, like, and it's just, like, they're allowing, like, these partisan Republican uh, legal briefs that were written in previous administration to, like, handcuff themselves it from actually doing anything, which is, like, it just, would, yeah, it's just, like, it, I mean, I, I, yeah, it blows my mind, and it just shows you, like, the, the lack of diplomacy that they're willing to put out there with like cinema and mansion. Well, it's even like, I don't even stand like, I mean, what is the, I mean, I go back to, you mentioned David day and I, mean, I go back to what the American prospect did back in say, it was like either like the January of 2020, or maybe it was either at the end of 2019 when they put out the day one agenda, all the things that you could do through executive action, right. That Biden could do and did not need a kind of a super majority of the Senate in order to get through. Right. So let's re let's remember executive action is possible because the executive is charged right with executing the laws that are passed by Congress. Right. So that there's laws that are already on the books. Right. That the executive, the president. Right. And the judicial, you know, and, uh, and the Department of Justice and stuff like that are, are charged with carrying out. And this is kind of in the purview of this. And so th they went through. Right. It didn't take a brain surgeon. It just took some time and energy with some kind of you know key lawyers and investigators and researchers. And the American Prospect put the day one agenda together and showed you all the different things you could do on climate, that you could do on student loan debt, that you could do on child care, whole bunch of stuff that that all it would take is for Biden to write the order. And they basically wrote out the order. This is what it would look like. 
sign it and put it in law and then move forward. And when it was actually asked directly about this, Biden and his administration have kind of balked on it. They said, no, no, we don't think we could do that and blah, 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 based upon the kind of stuff that you said. But now, you know, it's almost like, OK, you tried your way by trying to get Republicans on board. We tried to do this. And then what do we got? We've got a kind of no protections of voting rights. We've got the, the you know, the, the build back better necessary climate package is dead. So what's holding you back now? I mean, you're going to speak in Pittsburgh and a bridge freaking collapses before you come out. I mean, what the hell else do you need? I mean, Joe Biden, come on, you're Catholic. This is God freaking saying to you, you know, just like forget the damn Republicans and pass this shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, and now with Breyer reportedly stepping down, we didn't have this in the oh, show. Oh, shit, notes. we didn't even talk about this. Yeah, I can't even believe that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, th- this is, I can't believe I didn't talk. This is, this is how far I've pushed this down in my consciousness because I was actually back and forth with one of our, with one of our listeners on this, but, um, and just like, just like, man, shit, look, what's, you know, now with Breyer down, what are they going to do it? And I said, oh, yeah, the right wing's already freaking flipping out about it. It's been like an hour, you know? It's like, you know, I mean, dude, you're playing like, well, we, just like you know rush us through we gotta take our time it's just like bullshit you fucking people ran brett kavanaugh and amy comey barrett through like in like lightning speed and you're telling the democrats you need to take process and like seriously like go fuck yourselves totally, totally. and the democrats are going to probably like fall for it. you know someone i'm like oh uh, like really just like the gears have started to turn like yeah, you know, we actually have to, like, get them involved. I'm like, no, you're passing this fucking judge with 50 votes. I, I'm telling you, this is. I never thought I would I would be an advocate for not thinking, right? But I am an advocate <laughs> for the Democrats to, like, to freaking strap on their Nike shoes and just do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, don't like, freaking think about it. I mean, it's like... It, it, Democrats, the the high level Democrats. Let me be clear about this. Like the Democrats in the kind of like you know the, in leadership right they're now, they're gonna fuck this up and make this an election issue or something, and it's just like gonna like if they <laughs> if they fuck this up, if they fuck this up, because like look, I think Chris Hayes did a great job last night. This is this is actually good work on 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 his part in his show. Um, is that basically calling out like the racist move, right? That that the right wing immediately jumped into and like went through and talked about all these clips and all the shows that well that Fox kind of came out to. And they were saying like overtly racist shit. Right? About like like, well, we need qualified people, not a black woman. I mean little shit like that. Just, I mean like, that's what they're saying like on TV, right? Just like the dog whistles are going. No, 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 no. They're like Chris Hayes actually the said this, alarms right? Are just like screaming. Well, he like, had he had Ellie Wistel on as one of the guests, right? Ellie Wistel is basically like, Yeah, because like here comes the dog whistles. And Chris Hayes is like at this point, they're just human whistles because we can all hear them. Right? You know, it's like they're right there in front of us. You know, this is they're I mean, this saying this like shit. Republicans are doing with Krasner and Jesus. like the gun violence in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's like you people like on the western part sorry, part of the state probably can't fucking find Philadelphia on them. But you're just like using it. Oh, well, come on, tell me why are you use what's up with Philadelphia? Why are you saying Philadelphia? Why are you attacking Krasner? Because black people live there. Like bingo. Right? <laughs> like, did you hear? Okay, last week we didn't even fucking talk about this. Uh, last Friday there was a state government committee. Did you hear what um the state senator Kristen Phillips Hill said from Western from York County? Basically, like said, if you take everyone living in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh away, it's a Republican state. 
it's just like just like if you take all the black and brown people out of the state it, it's but... it's also a farm right? yeah it's also i mean it's like jesus christ uh, tell me more, Sean, because like it's almost noon and I can start drinking. Because I, was, <laughs> it's like I swear to God. Yeah, so, no, seriously, that's that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I am. Uh, I was telling Sean beforehand. It's like I just I feel like I feel like just like we're in such a freaking dysfunctional commonwealth, right? In a dysfunctional country at this point. Um, that it's a thing. I mean, I literally have friends that are, you know, from from overseas in different parts, or even, you know, different parts of the country for matter, who are look, looking at what's happened in Pennsylvania and what's actually here. I don't even think people realize what's happening in Pennsylvania. Like, once all these, like, constitutional amendments start rolling through, and we have this, like, ballot bonanza in the spring of 2023 of all these right-wing fucking uh, constitutional amendments that are just going to strip people of their rights from, like, Yep. The ability to get an abortion to vote, like, you know, pretty much like doing everything. I mean, people aren't like talking about this now, but like it's it's the this train is like rolling. Oh, totally. Well, and look, look, here's what's I mean, here's like what's a happening. Right wing takeover of the state. Yeah, and it's gonna be supported by, like at the at the Supreme Court level if all this stuff gets challenged. I mean, look, look at what's gonna happen this week in the Supreme Court. They're basically going to I mean, all at least the expectations are is that they are going to turn back all race-based um, considerations when it comes to admissions to higher edu- education institutions in this country. That's going to be out the window, right? Which means we go back to kind of privileging white people in higher education, right? So you basically, you basically bake that into the cake, right? At the same time, that's going to happen at the same time that we're having a fight over judicial nominations, right? Because it's going to be a black woman and then all the racism is on display. So you got this nice little symmetry happening there at the, at the Supreme Court level. And then at the same time, uh, Roe v. Wade's going to be gutted. Roe v. Wade's going to be gutted, right? And then you've got these freaking nut jobs at the state at the state level who have got all this stuff lined up and ready to go. And they're just- And this is what happened this week here in Pennsylvania. Um, they will not get a post-Roe bill passed in Pennsylvania because of having Governor Wolf. So what they're doing is this constitutional right as constitutional amendment basically saying you have no right to abortions in Pennsylvania. Yep. Like that, that that's the whole entire point of this. Yeah. <sighs> Seriously. Seriously. Well, I mean, there is some positive. Oh, wait, this isn't positive. There's book banning at least going on. Right. So we let's, we know that it's not just in Pennsylvania. So at least we're not alone. Yeah. I mean, like not surprised. Cancel I mean, culture. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's here's the funny thing, right? The funny thing is that the right wing kind of like loses its shit over quote unquote cancel culture because someone on Twitter calls them out for being a racist piece of shit, right? And that for them is the highest level of oppression. Meanwhile, they're all in to like literal book banning, <laughs> like like literally banning the ability for our children to read particular books. That's freaking crazy. Right. And, and it's like, they're actually look, I'm there. It's a graphic novel. If anybody's ever read mouse, right. I know probably a lot of people have It's but you know, but I have not. I, yeah, I would recommend you buying a copy now because I think that any signal that I'm, I, I hate to result to kind of consumer politics on this, but I'm buying an, I'm buying, I don't, I, I have a, I used to have a copy, but I think I actually gave it to somebody a, like years ago. So I'm going to rebuy a copy of it like for myself, right? And I want my shirt, make sure my kids are going to have access to that. My daughter loves graphic novels. She's actually really interested in kind of learning about the history of the Holocaust and stuff. I'm like, well, this is a perfect everything kind of coming together on this one. 
So we'll get Mao's. And so it's a graphic novel and it's like, it's, you know, a lot of it's kind of like, you know, black and white kind of like ink drawn and stuff. It's not like, you know, it's not like anime or something like this. Right. And the, the whole idea is that, you know, the Nazis are cats and the Jews are, 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 are mice. Right. And that's the, how the characters play itself out. And it's, uh, you know, the whole, the whole graphic novel is basically, you know, this guy basically interviewing, if I remember the story entirely correctly, uh, interviewing his grandfather about kind of what happened. Right. And it's a depiction of that story, right. Through this graphic novel. And it's, it's, it's disturbing, right. It's uh, it's, it draws you in. It's incredibly well done. It's uh, it leaves you with like heaviness, which is, I would think we would want those feelings associated with something as grave as the Holocaust. Right. And so, and I, and I remember like when I first read that and I remember when, um, you know, people talking about their experience of it, it's, it's a lot, right. It's heavy. Right. But I didn't read it until I was in college, but you know, this is to have an access in, in schools is basically saying, this is a way for us to kind of have these kind of identification with some of the most brutal aspects of what, what took place in history. And what's crazy about banning Mao's is that supposedly Right. We were on the side. Right. We meaning the United States of America was on the side of fighting Nazis. Right. But it's only it seems like only in this twisty, topsy turvy, effed up context where white supremacy is on the rampant rise that somehow we find it offensive to talk about how Nazis did horrible things. I mean, I don't know, Sean. It just it seems like people are telling on themselves. Yeah, exactly. A whole lot. Like if you if you're afraid of like kids learning about like Nazis and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's some bad language in there. Really? Like what? Well, what's the bad language? Nazis are bad. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't know what 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 do they want? Like a Disney version of the Holocaust? Is that what they want? Where it's a happy ending? I mean, <laughs> it's not. There's no freaking happy ending here, and yeah. that's part of what education is about. But. So, I mean, that comes out. I think, you know, the one good thing about this, I think Miles has such a strong place within kind of like like American culture as people being introduced to the Holocaust and stuff like that. It's gotten so much uh, accolades that this is going to actually put some wind in the sails um, and some attention on these kind of book bannings that are happening all over the country because uh, they're certainly happening right in my backyard, right here in the Penridge School District. They're banning kind of any, you know, any overt discussion of race about how bad things happen. Right? We don't want to talk about gender identity, right? You don't want to talk about any LGBTQ issue, right? I don't want to talk about kind of like trans at all. Absolutely not. Got to ban all that crap. So here we go. Anyway, so that's happening. That's nice. Um, I do have to say I was a little bummed about this study, Sean, um, that says gas stoves are responsible for significant amounts of methane lease release. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's not shocking. No, you know what? I've, it, it, the funny thing about it is the past, uh, I don't know, probably the past year I've been having this kind of internal dialogue with myself about, you know, say, well, eventually you're going to have to get rid of the stove, right? Eventually you're going to have to go electric, right? Eventually it's going to be here. And like, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I love cooking on, on like, you know, and it's also, uh, I like cooking on my, my stove, but I mean, like, uh, like there was a big, there's been a couple of, there, well, there's been an op-ed floating around from the Philadelphia Inquirer about that like them like getting to like get creative and do something with the fill off the gas works which kind of just came off of like 
speak for like privatize the thing because Philadelphia shouldn't be in the business of having like this like you know gas generating facility and it's just like uh i think that like if we're going to be like philadelphia selling pgw is not going to solve climate change like you know what i mean yep all that's going to do is give that to an organization or entity that doesn't really give a fuck about climate change and let them still like have say over like heating people's homes and stuff like that like i would rather that entity still be controlled by the state or by like a public entity you know as a utility versus yeah. like selling it but i mean like there's things that like have should be done but yeah i mean i think that you know the one thing i have to say is that you know uh, this is um this is a little bit off the topic but i was thinking about if you think about even at the level of 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 costs and impact and all this stuff if we start the more things that we start switching over to electric because you know like i mean a lot of it like look electric stoves right now electric stoves right now are so much more are, are so much better like than they used to be i mean i you know i grew up with just the kind of like the, the electric coil stoves and things like this is they're so much better than they used to be and you can control the heat a lot more and all this other kinds of stuff and the, so there's a just kind of a period of kind of getting used to it but you think about Imagine being able to kind of like, you know, you have solar panels on your house. You kind of run your, uh, you run this stuff off of uh, off electricity, and then it's producing zero zero emissions. And this stuff is going to have to happen on a massive level. And I also start thinking about like, well, imagine if we did this in our schools, right? You know, I mean, most schools have these giant flat tops. Imagine if we just said, okay, let's go and kind of like place solar panels all over our kind of schools as a way of kind of generate community based energy. Right. That would actually, fun, you know, have a, a disproportionate impact in terms of actually dealing with all the, the power of that particular school, but also then pushing that power out into the communities. I know this is this is kind of a little change of direction for what you were just talking about, but I'm just these are things that are going through my mind about, like, well, you know, things that got to happen. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So there you have it. Uh, say goodbye to your gas stove. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it now. Um, but in, you know, and also the better better news is that uh, Spotify is uh, oh wait a minute no they're not doing the right thing either, right they're going to stand with Joe Rogan and his uh, COVID misinformation as Neil Young basically pulls all his music from the service. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much money Rogan's making from Spotify or how much Spotify is obviously cashing in on Rogan at this point. But uh, I mean, like if Spotify is such a terrible organization to begin with like yep. people should read how they really fuck over um art artists like and their catalogs and stuff like that yeah let me see if i can uh let's see if we can come up with this uh but they pay some of the worst like uh let's see Okay, so the company did not disclose the financial details. This is from the New York Times. Uh, financial details of the agreement with uh, Joe Rogan experience and uh, you know his podcast. But the Wall Street Journal, citing an anonymous source, reported it could be worth more than a hundred million dollars based on the podcast performance metrics and other factors. So, yeah, dude is just <laughs> chunk of change. <laughs> He's just printing money. Yeah, totally printing money by just kind of talking nonsense it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing yeah i wonder how much money he's getting from these fucking doctor groups pushing ivermectin and all this other stuff because you know he ain't doing that shit for free oh you know he's getting paid yeah i mean that that's this is this is the kind of stuff that i say yeah exactly amy money talks i mean this is like this is like uh info wars alex jones boosting 
uh, you know, this shit, but just on steroids. Yep. Speaking of Alex Jones, now you bring. Did you see his uh, whole his whole little kind of thing about his test, like testifying um, beneath the congressional committee? Yeah. I think it's and they going about on show. Yeah, they go about on the show and basically say, "Yeah, I ratted them all out." Yeah, you know, it's like I told them who my contact was. It's like that guy is like, how that guy even has an audience anymore is beyond me. I mean, it's actually funny because I talked to Rick about Alex Jones, yeah. and he's like, he's met Alex Jones a couple times, yeah. and they talked, and just like Alex Jones is like, yeah, it's a fucking grift. No, he knows like, it. I mean, totally. I know. I know. Like that's like when I was working with Rick, and just we always talked to Alex Jones. Like, no, Alex Jones knows it's just like he doesn't believe the bullshit he's saying. This is just all like he knows it's bullshit, and like he's just making money off these fucking people. It just completely which, I mean, amoral, like kind of like just you know straight up out, capitalism. Like, this was and this was years before his like yep. he admitted like yep. his divorce. He's yep. pretty much just bullshitting the people. <laughs> Well, that, I'm actually surprised. Okay, I guess one last thing I want to talk about yeah. uh, before we go, but like the, the stuff with like uh, Tucker Carlson and what he's doing with that red face guy. Oh my god! Like calling him a fucking plant and stuff like that. Like, I'm surprised uh, Tucker hasn't gotten sued yet for that because you can really fuck with someone's uh, life over that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, somebody should uh, i mean somebody should be suing tucker carlson i can't believe that somebody's not i mean especially like over that because yeah i mean you're just like yeah you're with that crowd you can get that guy killed totally <laughs> totally yeah and you watch what's going to happen i i what i worry about what i worry about with the supreme court the the, the supreme court fight ahead you watch what's going to happen they're going to start going after these individual women, right? That that whoever Biden ends up kind of like putting on the short list or interviewing about this stuff, I guarantee you're gonna have like right wing groups are gonna be doxing them. You have you're gonna have Tucker Carlson and and his crew on Fox are gonna basically gonna be going and talking about how this is a travesty of kind of democracy and they're attempting to kind of undermine justice and subvert the future, all this kind of a nonsense. And on Jordan Peterson to talk about totally like, how they're not, how they're putting down the white man and stuff like that. Yep, like, exactly. Like, and it's going to get yeah. dangerous. It's going to get dangerous for those women. Yeah. And these people, and I, Tucker Carlson is in particular, he's, he's especially dangerous because he is so tapped into the white supremacists or, you know, the kind of the white power movement in general. That, you know, those folks are are kind of ready to go. I mean, he was like, you know, platforming like like the Oath Keepers, basically, um, uh, you know, before and after January 6th um, to kind of come on his show to basically saying that, you know, the government's coming after them and it's a big conspiracy against them. You yeah. know, I mean, it's freaking crazy. Uh, I got to love it. Uh, anything else on national level you want to chat about today? No. Not me either. No. <laughs> Just, uh, um... You gotta talk about the bridge collapse. You gotta talk about the bridge collapse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're gonna get into stuff that's happening right here in our neighborhood in Pennsylvania. I uh, want to remind you that you can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash RC Press today and help out support the show. We'll be back right after this quick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. 
The only people whose names are recorded in history are those who have done something. The peaceful and indifferent are forgotten. They never know the fighting joy of living. Those words were spoken in Seattle by Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. On this day in labor history, the year was 1917. Flynn certainly embraced the fighting joy of living as a leader in the industrial workers of the world. She became a full-time organizer for the IWW in 1907. She traveled the country organizing workers from Pennsylvania to Montana, from New Jersey to Massachusetts, Minnesota to Washington. In 1920, she was a founding member of the American Civil Liberties Union. During World War II, Flynn fought for equal pay for women. During her career, Flynn was arrested 10 times for her organizing activities. In 1951, she was sent to prison for two years for alleged activities subversive to the United States government. A tireless fighter for workers and women's rights, Flynn became the chairwoman of the U.S. Communist Party in 1961. She died while on a visit to the Soviet Union in 1964. And in her honor, fellow labor activist Joe Hill wrote this song, Rebel yes, Girl. Her hands may be hardened from labor. And her dress may not be very fine But a heart in her bosom is beating That is true to her class and her kind And the grafters in terror are trembling When her spite and defiance she'll hurl For the only and Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on the Twitters at Labor History in Two. Everybody, everybody, welcome, welcome back. This is Kevin Mahoney here with Sean Kitchen once again. So, Sean, it's been, uh, you know, I got to say, it's been an interesting Friday morning already with the threat of kind of like a, uh, uh, for those of us here in the kind of the southeast of a big storm coming in, frigid air coming from the north, and Pittsburgh's getting a presidential visit, but lo and behold, <laughs> we get a bridge collapse to start the day. Yes. This yes, is freaking crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, what a way, what a thing to wake up to. Um, I mean, the photos of that bridge. Like, imagine being on the bus or like, <laughs> like on the bridge as it's collapsing. It, it, that's just crazy. I mean, if you, people haven't seen the pictures of it yet, check them out on Twitter. There'll be a link in today's show notes if you're you're listening to the podcast or coming to this afterwards. Um, but the, I mean, it's like it's over a kind of huge steep ravine, right? And there's like one of those kind of I don't know extended. I don't know what you they're not double decker, but I don't know what you call them, like the extended buses um, that was down there in about four or five different cars. Uh, one of them that's almost kind of tiltering off, ready to go into the ravine. Um, that must have been freaking scary as shit. And then I didn't realize this, and so there was uh, on Twitter today. Right. Somebody was posting photos and I thought it was a picture. I literally thought it was a picture from today to show what the problem was. But Sean cued me in. Yes. No, there was a photo that like started going viral that was posted three years ago uh, of the same bridge. Uh, and one of its cross beams at the base of the bridge in like a steel beam, like or an X beam, um, completely rusted off. <laughs> and it was put together by like held together by a cable like a support cable while like the actual stuff that is like uh 
what like bolt it into the supports yep like into the base of the ground like that beam is also rusting it's crazy through like i mean the picture is like there's like this huge beam and like there's just a big section just missing because it's completely rusted away and barely kind of connected on it. Like, yeah, there's this one big cable right that seems to be holding the whole freaking bridge. While together. like the, the steel beam that's holding that part of the bridge up is also rusting on the bottom. Exactly. Exactly. Ross says, uh, we have friends that live directly next to that and we have to walk their, do- they've walked to walk that dogs under the bridge dozens of times and they've driven over that bridge dozens of times. Well, thank God you weren't there. I hope your friends are kind of weren't on that bridge too as well. I mean, not that we're happy that anybody was on the bridge, but holy crap. Yeah, but this so this tweet went viral. Uh, people found it from like three years ago. It was posted on December 29th, 2018. And like, it's been, you know, someone said this aged well. And it's like, I responded by saying, aged like rust. Aged like rust. It's so freaking crazy. And like, I mean, like that. I mean, like, also, like, right on cue to have this happen as, like, Biden's in the area to speak about, like, fixing bridges. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, we know that Pennsylvania is consistently rates as having some of the the largest number. Rick used to talk about this all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Some of the worst bridges. Yep, exactly. Largest numbers of bricks, uh, of bricks, of bridges in the country Mm -hmm. that has, uh, that are in need of repair. I'm not sure if it's the, um, the, you know, the highest number, but it's right up there in addition to roads and things like that. So it makes sense. I mean, in addition to, you know, Biden always loves to kind of like, you know, like no pun intended, Trump up his PA credentials. Right. Um, but you know, um, all the more appropriate that, you know, his talk on infrastructure is taking place in Pennsylvania. And, you know, I mean, if anything, right. For those of you who are out there who believe in kind of like the universe works in mysterious ways or God's old and new do this stuff. I mean, this is like, this is like, a freaking sign right in front of your face that he's, he's going this to is like first testament type stuff totally <laughs> it's like old testament type like totally <laughs> like yeah like, you know how like like right-wing people say when a hurricane comes and devastates an air area they're like it's because of the gays you know like that right yes but they should be looking at this and be like i, I don't know this is like a pretty direct correlation <laughs> we're gonna talk about not your freaking craziness but this is like we also need, like the we tweets- need to deal with infrastructure and look a bridge just fell down so there's some tweets out there claiming that uh, Pete Buttigieg's people were out there hours before the Biden visit and was responsible for the bridge. I guess like Mothman, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, actually, it was a threesome. It was Pete Buttigieg, right? Uh, uh, John Fetterman and Mothman. The three of them were out yes. there this morning right, doing that. Yes. I don't know. John Fetterman was on the scene pretty quickly just jumping this on the bridge. Uh, he just jumped on the bridge yeah. a couple of times. That's it. Did. Mothman had glowing eyes out there and everything, making everything sway back and forth. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy situation. <laughs> and Pete Buttigieg came and gave all his gay power to them so that they would have more destruction. I mean, this is just I mean, fucking I, I, craziness. You can't really plan it. I mean, if I was like, if I was Biden, I would have like just like completely uh, changed the staging location of this event to like the edge of the bridge, just like for <laughs> like have the collapsed bridge. Yeah, but be you your know, backdrop. Yeah, but the way <laughs> things are like, going, I mean, you know, it's like, like they like they walk them over, like oh, like take a look at this. He's going to the edge and be like. Oh, that's a long way down. Like the end of the Biden presidency, right then and there, because they freaking have that was a great idea to have a photo op right in front of the collapsed bridge. Yeah, get a picture of him like lopping down like an ice cream cone. You're like, oh my God. 
this is really freaking morbid but <clears throat> it's just like i mean talk about timing like like <laughs> just like couldn't timed it perfectly i wonder if you're, i mean like if you're biden you're going to go visit the bridge today at this point yeah exactly so yeah um but you know welcome to pennsylvania where bridges collapse exactly exactly like yeah, it's like it's like Minnesota, I, Minnesota. You got nothing on us. You got nothing on us. I mean, but it's also like listening to Hassan Piker, uh, you know, talk about this type of stuff. Like, he's like he grew up in Turkey, and he's like, you know, after like the uh, the blackouts in Texas last year, like the grid just failing, or like that my, the building collapsing in Miami. You know, he's like, this is like shit you expect to happen in third world countries. Yeah, exactly. Not like the richest exactly. country in the it, like not not the richest country on the planet right like, exactly like but, but having like, shit just collapse is stuff that happens in third world countries because of like you don't have the money to fix it like we have the money we choose not to we just choose it's by choice right yeah here we yeah. go here we go in our country right third world you know like you legitimately have don't have the funds to do this right you have to take like a huge loan from the imf and like sell right off and then your screw assets. the next generation of your of your people right and here it's just like no nah, we just don't want to <laughs> We want to give money to Bill Gates because, because <laughs> that's it. It's it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some things that are going on here, um, and just about where we are with the um, kind of the map wars. Uh, I, did, did you see that uh, that little meme that went out today? Like the ruling for the Commonwealth Court sounded like it was something that was like from the introduction of Star Wars. So here you no. go. They put the text for the decision of the Commonwealth Court into like the Star Wars program. So the music comes on and you got the text that goes off into the distance. It's great. But anyway, a little bit what's happening with where we are with the with the maps. And then let's talk a little about what just happened with uh, Act 77 here. But let's so where what's happening with the maps? Where are we at? Where does this go from here? I haven't really been paying attention to the maps, but... Uh, oh, great. I'm glad so I turned to you for this one. Then. <laughs> yes. So um, I got, most likely the Supreme Court's going to be picking this map uh, by the end of, the, end of everything. Um, you know, the LRC is expected to come out with their maps next week uh, for the state and Senate uh, maps, you know. Um, and then you have the somewhere Commonwealth Court. Uh, they struck down Act 77. That's going to go to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court's going to get a lot of cases in front of it over the next few weeks involving voting rights. And I think like what's the bigger issue here people really aren't talking about is how the Republicans in the legislature are threatening the courts, the institutions that hold, uphold voting rights with these constitutional amendments that are dangled out there. Yep. Sort of as like a carrot and stick approach that could potentially influence like future decisions by the court. Yeah, and you look like and, and I mean, gotta, which is like which is what they're doing, right? And you got to you got to say, I mean, you got you got to give you got to give you know this is where you got to give Republicans a hell of a lot of credit just in terms of the organizational skill because they I mean they they're like single minded in their focus, right? And they're everything is directed towards the ultimate end of kind of them securing their own power, and that's it. And then so you have I remember I mean I've said this before in the show, but I remember way back in the day when we were when you were doing some of the kind of original work about going to some of these meetings, looking at some of this legislation that's being proposed and all this other kind of stuff. And you'd have other, say, journalists who were in the uh, in, you know, in Harrisburg and other people that covered or, you know, were in the political sphere there. They look at, yeah, but that's never going to pass. That's never going to pass. So we ignore it. And your point was always like, no, no, no. This like shows you what their agenda is. Right. You've got to see what they're up to. 
right? And they just keep on doing that same kind of stuff. They'll, they don't really care half the time if the bill that they have put forward is ultimately going to pass. They don't calculate in that way. They want to flood the field. They want to flood the system. And they want to keep this as an election issue where they can keep on beating the political drums, right? I mean, that's, that's the game. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like they're um, they they have the so you you have like the House Bill thirty gerrymandering. You're gonna have eighteen hundred, um, the like the their their voter suppression amendments, you know, and they also have like other things to go after the institutions that they're dangling out there. I mean, like this is gonna be an issue we have to pay attention to uh for a while. Um, I mean, like the Commonwealth Court is a conservative court, and the Republicans are not happy that they are doing this and like you know having that they lost the election in 2015 and you know there might be serious money spent by yas and the commonwealth foundation and others to run a no campaign and vote them out of uh, through retention yeah, absolutely. So let's remind everybody that Act 77 is basically the no excuse mail-in voting um, provision, right? And what the Commonwealth Court ultimately came up and said, let me pull it up here for a second. Um, they ultimately, uh, so this is what their opinion said, quote, no excuse mail-in voting makes the exercise of the franchise more convenient and has been used four times in the history of Pennsylvania. Approximately 1.38 million voters have expressed their interest in voting by mail permanently. If presented to the people, a constitutional amendment to end the article the Article 7, Section 1 requirement of in-person voting is likely to be adopted, but a constitutional amendment must be presented to the people and adopted into our fundamental law before legislation authorizing no-excuse mail-in voting can be, quote, placed on the books uh, upon our statute books, the opinion read. Right, so they're they're being very savvy about it, right? They're basically, in their opinion, they're basically saying, oh, we're not kind of like trying to kind of suppress the vote here. We're not trying to kind of keep voting down. It just didn't, you know, it's a process argument. It just didn't go through the right channels. That's really the problem here. And I think like they're just uh, using this as cannon fodder. The Republicans will use this as cannon yep. fodder for, to push a constitutional amendment. Um, but like there was going to be immediate stay on this uh, through an appeal so it will be in place. Um, I expect the Supreme Court to actually, um, <clears throat> yeah, so. You think the Supreme Court will uphold it? Yeah. We shall see. Um, <clears throat> the other thing the Republicans are very good about doing is ba basically introducing stuff like this in election years. So it pr produces a certain degree of confusion, right? Because now there's. They're, oh, I heard this news article or I heard this uh, show. Dude, they said they kind of got rid of in-person voting. I said, no, 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 it's still in place and what's real. And then people get frustrated because they don't know what's, you know, what's actually going on. But anyways, let's let's move to the more, so, the more um, important. I want to go back of, to this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can I go back to this bridge collapse? Oh, go, quick? go for it. So um, the guy that's running for Senate, um, uh, McCormick, uh, he's his hedge funder from. Um, Connecticut from Connecticut uh sorry I'm just I'm, I'm getting photos together to make a uh, pithy tweet so he he's from um Connecticut and he uh whatchamacallit um put out a tweet I don't think he probably should have put this one out uh he post this guy this got posted after the bridge collapse he was like watch now Biden is in Pittsburgh today campaigning for the same policies that the Pennsylvania families paying more at the gas pump and at the grocery store. Just basically a, a pre-scheduled attack ad, but like 
people are getting on it like hey <laughs> i not like a bridge collapse today exactly exactly yeah, yeah. That, that that has uh that has uh, a scheduled tweet all written written all over it like somebody didn't say like oh wait a minute we had that thing we might want to rethink this <laughs> yeah so oh god here we go here we go yeah as uh <laughs> i love it the one response bro a bridge collapse today <laughs> collapse today <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at that. Oh, crazy. Um, so on to the one of the kind of more important breaking news stories of the day. Um, that we uh we did we're kind of probably gonna be covering this uh you know in each step of the way here because it's a major issue. Uh we found out that um the monarchists are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um yeah, uh, the monarchists. This is actually a thing. <laughs> this is actually uh, a thing. Yes, yeah, this, 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 like next ten minutes, twenty minutes is actually got this story actually happened. Um, so I have a friend in Harrisburg, um, a friend Amanda. Um, we're not like friends, friends, but I know her through Crusoe and like that uh, group of friends. Um, so she was working at this place called the Whitaker Center for the past couple of years. And um, the Whitaker Center, uh, well, like my friend Amanda um, does a lot of TikToks and tweets, social media content, uh, calling out the racism and like the depravity of the royal family. And like, especially like- (laughs) It seems legit. Yeah, so I mean, she does like a lot of these like videos uh, on the TikTok. I have not watched her things. Um, so this pissed off this like pro monarchist crowd of people on Twitter. Like this is actually a real thing, and they dug up tweets of hers from like ten years ago, like a pretty benign tweet about like her being in high school and like dealing with bullies and shit like that. Like a shit post about that from like ten years ago in high school, literally like in high school. Um, and they use these tweets to get her fired, well, to start a pressure campaign at the Whitaker Center. And they got her fired from her job at the Whitaker Center. Uh, these fucking people from England <laughs> supportive of the monarchists. Like, and so she put a GoFundMe together. Uh, she ended up raising $10,000 in the past day. Uh, but now she told everyone she has more time to make uh, more content going after the monarchists. Well, which and it also means as a public service announcement. Now, um, if you have tickets for like a film or a science program at the Whitaker Center, you might want to check those tickets because apparently the monarchists are putting serious pressure on the Whitaker Center now because of this. No, I mean, just, that is just so insane to me. That is so yes. crazy. No, it, it's 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 um. It's they kind of let's just walk this through, right? She's like, whatever, just kind of like tweeting about the monarchs and how they've been racist and all this other kinds of stuff. And this has been in the like regular reporting, right? Actual kind of like the Guardian covers this shit, right? And the online group, the monarchists, right? These these online monarchist supporters have a pressure campaign to get her fired from her job like, at a nonprofit Whitaker Center in Harrisburg. And they fire yes. her. And these are like fascists, like, you know, people who like, these are like ultra nationalists, like in England and shit like that. 
like this like right wing lynch mob got her fired from a job over tweets that she did ten years ago. It's just it's just unbelievable. It is. <laughs> I, it's just, yeah. I, I couldn't I could not believe I saw something about this. I saw something about this come up and like that you were tweeting or something. I had no idea what the context was. But when you explained this to me this morning, I was like literally floored. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? This is actually a thing. And you're like, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, man, man. So, I mean, like, it's amazing how, like, easy the Whitaker Center. I mean, it just shows you, like, the leadership of these, like, fucking nonprofits and how, like, just. I mean, it's. Look, I, I this is where I go back to. You look at what, like, Chris. I mean, it's like old white guy, Republican politics running these like things in Harrisburg like it's these aren't like like liberal institutions by any means of the imagination these are the same people from like Harrisburg University yep, yep, yep. and like these same Republicans so it's just like this board of like old white people who probably just got her fired like just didn't want to deal with like shit online it's just crazy it's just crazy it's crazy I don't know I don't know anyways so she put up Good, good, good on Amanda for putting up a GoFundMe page and raising money from that. Yeah, if I, uh, um, if uh, you could point me in that direction, I'll put a link to it in the show notes too, to see if we can kind of uh, um, get her some little extra. It's crazy. All right, uh, anything else you got going on on PA? No, that's about it. Uh, right. Go ahead. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, there's a little, there's a lot of shit going on, but. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're a little we're a little <laughs> off our game today, everybody. Just kind of like whatever. I'm like whatever. There's fires everywhere. There there are. There are. Um this this is stuff that I've been reading this past week is stuff that's have all happening in the school boards and all this kind of stuff around here and in Bucks County that I, I could just go on and on, but just I, I don't have it in me today um to get in all the minutiae on this one. But we're gonna have more of that stuff coming up probably next week. So um check it out all right this is kevin mahoney editor and founder of raging chicken uh we're going to take a quick break and come back with this week's last call we will be back right after this quick break remember head on over to rc press or patreon.com slash rc press and you become a patron for as little as five bucks a month we'll be back right after this This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken Press. For the past seven years, Raging Chicken Press has brought pull-no-punches, progressive reporting and commentary to the interwebs. Our long-form investigative pieces, stories that no access journalist wants to touch, or rollicking weekly podcasts strive to advance progressive movements and perspectives rooted in the struggles happening across the country or down the street. We've broken national stories and caused our share of discomfort in the halls of power. If we want a progressive future, we need progressive media. And you can help support Pull No Punches, homegrown progressive media today. Become a member of Raging Chicken Press for as little as $5 a month. Simply go to patreon.com slash rcpress and choose your membership level. We need to make sure to keep the movement in the media and the media in the movement. Best way you can do that is to become a member of Raging Chicken today by going to patreon.com slash rcpress. Thank you for your energy, your encouragement, and your support. Keep up the fight.
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken, here with Sean Kitchen for this week's Last Call. And we talk space news, talk like culture news, just whatever else on our mind. Uh, one bit of space news I had today is just this was just like kind of a, just a crazy story. Uh, it's a, you know, it just kind of gives you the sense of that we really are the way that we kind of mark our exploration in space is not like this. Uh, you know, Star Trek vision of kind of clean, kind of like pursuit of knowledge. No, it's just throwing our freaking trash into <laughs> trash on the ground. Exactly. It's just going on the exactly. highway and throwing the bottle out the window. Exactly. Like, That's what I was really thinking about. You know, so <laughs> the story behind this one, right? So there's this, you know, uh, SpaceX rocket booster. It was from a, a Falcon 9 um, booster. I didn't even level. hear about this until you mentioned it. Like, yeah, it's just like, this. I was reading this and I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, right? This thing is just like hurling in space. Right. And it's like it's like there's so much about this story that I just I love because it's like this it's like a model of the Silicon Valley kind of just like, you know, just like break shit, you know, and then, you know, let somebody else deal with the consequences or just ignore it. Um, but so, you know, the Falcon 9 booster goes up and they're bringing this as observations of satellite. Now, we know that like the um, the James Webb telescope, which is up and the the L2, the Lagrange 2 point, um, um, about a million miles away from Earth, that is on the kind of like the exterior side of it. Um, I, I, without going into a huge explanation of that, there's basically there's these two gravitational points on either side, one for the between the Earth and the Sun, and the other one on the opposite side of the Earth, right? That's that is deals with that centripetal force, kind of moving one way and the gravity pulling the other way. So it's a stable gravitational point around things in which they can um, um, orbit. So there's one observational satellite that was launched by the um, uh, in 2015, I believe. And um, it's kind of far away from Earth, so it can get kind of like full readings and look at overall kind of range of spectrums and magnetic fields and all this other kinds of stuff. Um, and so SpaceX was commissioned to launch it out, and they launched it out. There was a successful launch. It brought this, you know, um, this uh, climate observation satellite into an orbit uh, about 930,000 miles away from Earth. Um, but, of course, there was like zero plan of what to do with the spent booster at that point, right? So the booster goes off, drops off the satellite, keeps on burning, and then it runs out of fuel. Well, what happens then? Well, you know... You've got solar winds and you've got gravity and all that stuff. So it, it winds up in this freaking crazy chaotic orbit that hadn't stabilized, just kind of like around the moon and the earth and kind of going up. They didn't know where it was going to go. And they finally had to track it. Scientists were kind of tracking this stuff because they do these things. And they were tracking it and they realized like, oh, well, it kind of came to a close pass of the moon last time. This time it's going to direct hit. <laughs> right? So you've got this 4.4 ton spent booster, which is just kind of hurling kind of randomly through space, is going to crash <laughs> into the freaking far side of the moon on March 4th. And there you go. <laughs> We're not going to be able to see it, well, although they're trying know, to... Like yeah, they're, they're going to try to actually position satellites, because I guess there's some observational satellites that might be able to kind of um, 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 get a picture of the impact, which will be just crazy. I mean, it's just like, it's... <laughs> It's like, you know, we, we have so much shit flying around in space right now. It makes space travel almost impossible. It's 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 nasty. It's nasty. I mean, we saw what happened. We talked about this in the show when uh, when uh, kind of Russia kind of basically blew up that one satellite 
right? They were looking at, you know, to kind of, they were testing this system. It wasn't, it wasn't like somebody else's satellite. They were kind of testing, they blew up the satellite, but didn't tell anybody about it or anything like this or didn't consider what the consequence was. So they blow it up and suddenly the freaking International Space Station had to maneuver out of the way to avoid getting hit by the pieces of space junk that kind of came out because of that. And if you've ever seen those maps of the space junk, it's just, it's just insane. It's like, it, it's like we just literally just threw, never thought about, well, what happens to all the shit that's up in space? <laughs> like when we just leave the junk out there, oh, it'll go away. And that's the kind of thing that makes me think we're never going to learn our lessons, right, as a species. I mean, there's going to there's be those of us who will be shouting in the dark say, hey, what about the junk? And most of us are going to be like, money! <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> we're just going to, that's for somebody else to worry about. You know, so whatever. So that that's gonna happen. Um, it's gonna be like, um, don't look up with like the cell phones flying in space yeah. as the ship is like leaving. Yeah, like, I just I just want a picture of like if they get a picture of the impact, I want to just pictures of Photoshop in like a little sign, kind of like in the moon next to it says like like no dumping. You know, <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> whatever over um, there. So uh, so I know we talked about this beforehand, but you you have not watched the new season of Ozark yet. That's correct. I have not. No. And uh, I am so freaking looking forward to this. I can't even say they. Yeah, I knew the fourth season dropped. I can't wait to watch it. It's, kind of, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. It's like, just... I'm going back and watching the first couple seasons right now. Like, just to get a feel for it again. To get it's warmed been a couple up. years. What's that? And to get warmed up. Yeah, I got to get warmed up for this. Well, immediately, I mean, I'm not going to, if you, nobody has watched, if you have not, some people listening have not watched uh, watch Ozark. I'm not going to give you any spoilers here, too, but. I, I am so freaking looking forward to the season coming up, especially about the way that season two ended. Right. I mean, season two, do you remember the ending of it? Oh, I mean, season three. Oh, I'm sorry. Season three. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot we're on season yeah. four already. The way that. Like, season, boom. And just. Ends. Oh, you're like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. And season two, when season two ended. Right. It was the same kind of stuff. Like you, 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 you end this thing with like holy right you see the whole dynamic is going to shift for the next season and it does it's great it's a freaking such an amazing show it's such an amazing yeah. show so uh yeah. so that's coming up um i'm looking forward to that uh, i got a notification like last night because it dropped today right today's the first day i think out. so and yeah it came I, I was just realizing that i was looking at oh today's the 28th and it was uh so i was up after midnight last night as you can tell watching foundation and uh uh and that notification came up i'm like oh my god it's out and but whatever. Um, and so I'm almost through. I think I'm on episode eight of Foundation. I think it's a 10 episode series. Um, I, I, you know, for those I know that Chris uh, out there has um, has, you know, read the kind of uh, uh, Isaac uh, Asimov series. I read I don't think I read the entire series of the Foundation books and stuff, but I read part of it. And uh, I'm into this, you know, I start, I, I'm going through this. I'm, I'm really intrigued by the world, right? I mean, I remember this about the, about the books. It was kind of coming back to me. And, uh, but I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm not sure yet about the season. It's really interesting, but the scope is so huge. It really is. It's about empire, right? I mean, it's a really about empire and, and kind of rule. And it's about the kind of the center and the peripheries. And there's all this kind of colonization and, and kind of um, imperial kind of, intrigue stuff going on there's last 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 night's episode was pretty was pretty cool when you start to kind of getting you start learning about some of these kind of other cultures and these other religions that are kind of associated with this system um but i will see i got i'm so the jury's gonna be out about how like how much i kind of love this one so we shall see um but i'm definitely intrigued by it i'm definitely interested in it um it's kind of it's kind of a heady one 
Um, I think things are turning in a direction. It's pretty cool at this point, but I'm enjoying it. So that's something else. That's on Apple Plus too as well. And Ozark, of course, is on Netflix. But, yeah. So, yeah, so here uh, I'm, I'm excited, actually, when we get done recording today, just to got to check and uh, put my ruler back on the snow to see how much snow has kind of come, come down out there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know you're not going to get any out there, but uh, I uh, I love it. My kids love it. Um, and um, I, I hope we got that mega ice jam up happening in Harrisburg. Yeah. Is that, so, like, that all mean- the photographers are out there with their cameras the past week. Yeah. Are you going to get out there? Cool. Are you going to get out there? Um, I really don't like <sighs> I don't like taking photos of the snow when it's like iced up like that. I mean, like the, I don't know. I, I need like a wider lens, I think. So I, you're now listening to me It's a little, it's a little too disruptive myself. for you. Like you like it when it's much more I need, smooth and like kind of orderly. No, 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 no. I mean, for this, I, I need something like, um, like a t- 14, to like 24, 12 to 24 zoom, like lens just yeah. like really exaggerates the foreground and how much ice is out there yeah so you're like, so you're pretty bummed about the uh uh biden not giving you that ten thousand dollars in student debt relief then i guess yeah i am because that that means that you have to wait a little bit <laughs> longer exactly. for that lens <laughs> yeah so are, are you going to go out there once the uh once the frigid wind chill starts coming your way tonight <laughs> get out there with uh, your yes. camera <laughs> crazy crazy well what else you got going on this weekend anything um, none too much. Just I'm, 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 I might use my um, I might use my mixer for the first time this week. Oh, so I'm gonna make cool. a focaccia bread. Nice. So nice. Um, just getting that stuff in flour. Uh, like getting also different like baking items in vanilla. You got and stuff brown sugar. You got a you got a space where you can leave it out. Uh, the the dough? No, no, no. The uh the mixture itself. Yeah. So I have that like kitchen cart that I have oh, made. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes Great. up like a corner of that, and I mean, it. I need some more vertical space, or like, but yeah, no, it's nice. No, that's good because I'll tell you that's the one thing that you know we don't really have a spot where we can kind of leave it out, um, and uh. So we have it kind of under the counter and that's the one thing that I, I always w- would recommend to anybody if you can if you leave it out because once it's out it's like you're, you can just go ahead and right it's right there to use right because I started doing like um I did I did a bunch of muffins right just I, what, what's great about that is that you do something like you make muffins it takes like just a freaking few minutes you know and it just it just puts together mixes everything so nicely um, some of the breads that we did um, kind of early on into the pandemic were great. Um, and cookies and all that kind of fun stuff. I know you're going to do some of yeah. that kind of baking at some point too, as well. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I uh, cool. no, I will not be doing that. I will not be doing that type of baking. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I get it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't want the whole entire like neighborhood smelling like a pot shop <laughs> just, smell, just smell like brownies or some chocolate chips or something that's all but <laughs> i don't know all right man well i uh i'm gonna go check out the snow and um i don't know i'm gonna focus on this weekend i'm gonna be doing some D focused uh that's what i'm definitely going to be doing um <clears throat> oh god what is this 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 i don't even know what that is cancel um <clears throat> yeah i've been um I've been a bit bummed. My show that I've been watching, The Dungeon Run, is um, 
is was off last week. Uh, the guy who's a, the dungeon master for Jeff Kanata um, uh, was out sick, so they didn't have the episode. But they had the episode this week, and so the I can't I, I can never watch it live, unfortunately, just because whatever, it's just too much time to be sitting live but i can listen to the podcast the rebroadcast afterwards and that's released today at 11 so it's out now which i'm psyched get back to that um i've been catching up on some of the if anybody else is and D fans out there uh i was uh i i've been just kind of listening to and ca- catching up on some of the critical role stuff um that is uh i have to say i know it's got like crazy amounts of followers and all that kind of stuff but i I have to say I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of the dungeon run than I'm Critical Role. Critical Role is kind of fun to watch once in a while if you're interested in D&D stuff. But I, I, don't, I find the uh, storytelling in Dungeon Run is so much, is so much more intriguing and interesting. Uh, and it's, and, and I, I like listening to them because it gives me ideas for my own campaigns and I'm, you know, that I'm in the, in the middle of designing and stuff. And so that's always helpful. So I'm going to do a little uh, snowbound D&D uh, kind of creation this weekend. Um, and I'm looking forward someday. I know someday it's going to happen. I'm going to get a group of folks that are, uh, you know, kind of progresses in the area or part of the Raging Chicken community, whatever like this, that are also interested in D&D. And we're going to get our own D&D game going kind of online right here in Bucks County, which I'm, I, I just I look forward to. It's fun designing stuff for my uh, for my kids, um, but I would also like to have um, more adult time with, with somebody because I have no friends. <laughs> so that would be good. Uh, and I'm sure by saying that I've, I'm going to be playing D&D is going to get me more friends. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, anyway, anyways, anything else for the good of the order, Sean? No, I think I'm pretty good. All right, there we go. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the discussion. Um, And always and always, always thank you for the support. This is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Well, we'll see you all kind of uh, next week. Uh, I'll keep you posted about what's happening on Monday and next Friday. Um, And in the meantime, keep up the organizing, keep the faith. Talk to you soon. See ya!